Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f we want. We created this podcast to help share the stories of inspirational movers and shakers from various industries to dive into the stories of how they built themselves into who they are today. As guests, we found on your favorite dance pioneers, entrepreneurs, and storytellers, and we've come to realize that several themes remain constant. In order to make their mark on this world, their past included hard work, determination, and a thirst for self-education. Use our link below to sign up for your Audible free trial membership, where you'll get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, you'll get one book each month for $14.95 a month. And you'll get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Feel free to cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep, even if you cancel. So use our link at kinjaspodcast.com slash audible to sign up for your free trial now. What's up, folks? Welcome back to another episode of Kinja's Podcast. Today, we get to speak with my good friend, David So. You guys might know him from YouTube. Super funny guy, actor, comedian, YouTuber, musician, writer, producer, and he also has his own podcast. So this episode is uh, really dope. As is life, things don't always go according to plan. We were recording a good way into the recording. Uh, We had some technical failures, and so we lost the first half of this interview, uh, which is okay because we found the problem, and then we picked back up recording. So what you're going to listen to is actually the second half of the interview. But, I mean, the real meat of it really came from the second half anyway. What's really dope about David is, um, I mean, everyone is going to see him for his... Uh, yeah, he's a funny dude. You know, you follow him on Instagram or YouTube. What's really cool to see uh, in this conversation was um, him kind of just reveal a side to himself that gave me a lot of perspective on why he is so effective in his personality and why why it's relatable. And it's because he's just a real guy. He's a real dude. He always comes from a place of authenticity in if he doesn't care about the thing he won't do it and uh and he'll also just kind of do things on the fly because in the moment he feels that he wants to do something so i think that's kind of a big part of this guy's charm but yeah it's funny from just listening to how you know his relationship with his parents uh particularly with his dad that kind of shaped him into you know kind of just carve his own path to just pursuing all kinds of different ventures whether it be food and music to you know serious acting even in films like gook um so it's really really cool to just kind of see him just all over the board uh all around guy just kind of very talented very driven very focused in what he wants and i think it's cool to see how also how he's evolved into becoming somebody that he's able to simplify the things that he values and and really lives and functions from a place of that so um really fun conversation um like i said there's still a huge good chunk that uh is in here so um yeah can't wait for you guys to get into it guys check out store.kinjas.com we got a lot of dope stuff up there from kinesthetic uh we have some new t-shirts out there and we got some new designs and uh we got a new spring line that's about to drop uh, in a few weeks so very excited we have some new pieces there new items that we've actually never created so i'm very excited to for you guys to see that stuff and we have vibe vibe is coming up vibe dance competition march 31st uh we have exclusive kinjas times vibe exclusive t-shirt pre-sales start march 19th so hop on there get it because it's gonna sell out it's gonna be hot i'm gonna see you at the event because kinjas will be there we're gonna represent at vibe as always we're excited to get back to vibe so um yes thank you guys for uh, always supporting and uh enjoy this episode 
Well, I, actually, I, I wanted to go back to the the acting thing though, because mm. I wanted to talk about Gook. Yeah. Because um, when I first, so when uh, when Justin made the film and I went to the premiere and I saw it, and then when um, I was just stoked about the content of the film, right? Because it was like super, like you know, L.A. riots. I lived through that thing, and yeah. it was like, yo, that like I that was that took me back to childhood because I remember that time. And then um, I was stoked to see you on. I was like, oh, shoot, David So's on here and he's acting and you were killing it. Oh, like, you. you know what I mean? And so um, and <laughs> I think it's hilarious that you say that you do things out of spite. But there are spiteful people in this world who aren't talented. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, oh, that's 100 percent. We, we got we got to recognize that um, you have this talent that whatever is motivating you, whether it's spite or to prove somebody wrong um, like it's crazy that you could just pull it out and just be like, "Yo, all right, if you don't think I'm gonna do it, watch, I'm gonna do it," and then you did it well, right? Yeah, it's, it's I, you know, that's so true. I didn't really think about. So that. I mean, like that's what I'm saying. Like how how do you do that? Like, is that do you feel like okay as a talent? I'm not trying to big you up and, yeah. and gas you up right now, but like as a person that you have this ability to be funny, this ability to sing, this ability to act, and it's it's like. Dude. Well, I also know when to cut my losses, right? So, for okay. example, I ain't in the Kinja studio dancing, <laughs> you know? Sure. And that's the, the realization that people don't have. Mm. So when people – sometimes, like – sometimes I hate fucking some of these young influencers because they tell these kids advice but not the whole fucking thing, yeah. right? Like they'll say this. They go – you go out there, you do whatever you want, and you'll be great at it. That's not true. Mm -hmm. You're going to suck at a lot of things. <laughs> mm -hmm. You have to be smart enough to know you suck, Yeah. right? Yeah. I know that I suck at a lot of yeah. fucking things, right? Yeah. Mind you, if I tackled Gook and I thought that I was a bad actor, I wouldn't have done it. Mm. But I love film. I love acting. Right. I love that shit. I've been doing it for a while, and I critique the fuck out of myself. And arguably, people would tell me, my group of people would be like, hey, man, wasn't that good? So I had those type of people mm -hmm. who could tell me these type of things. Mm -hmm. So because of that, I'm, I'm able to pick and choose what I'm good or bad at, right? Like, for example, I do Muay Thai. I'm not going to be a Muay Thai champion. <laughs> I, I'm not good. Yeah. I don't like getting hit in the face. Uh -huh. right? So you don't see me putting up videos of me doing competitions. Yeah. Never will you ever see that. Even if I did one, you'll never see it. Because uh -huh. I'm not putting out a video of me getting my ass whooped. <laughs> but that's what kids do. Yeah. They put out these videos of them getting their ass whooped and uh -huh. they want praise for it. They're like, uh. I'm not, not, you should get praise for it because you tried. But what I'm saying is they, they live in this world of delusion thinking that because they tried it, they're amazing at it. Uh -huh. You're not. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. It's okay that you're not good at it. So for me, I'm not, I, I show stuff that I do really well at. Yeah. Like this is a, acting and stand up kind of go hand in hand, in my personal opinion. For sure. It's a performance art. Yeah. Right. So because of that, I can try it and be confident that I'll do decent in it. Right. And I'll put the work in too. I'm not expecting somebody to give me a handout. I'm not, ex I'm not doing this film. Justin and I worked on that film back and forth with these lines, like two, three months in my office going back and forth, back and forth with these lines. Mm -hmm. It wasn't me just saying, I'm a great actor. Watch me kill this role. I had to do the fucking work. I had to drop the YouTube. Right. I had to stop doing everything else. I fucking gained weight for the fucking role. I shaved my head. Whoa. Like, come on. Like, I did the work mm. and I did the, the process to get there. So a lot of people don't do that part and they expect greatness. Right. And that's a big issue, right? Yeah. It's the same thing I have an issue with Asian Americans who – who are on the space and they go, well, you're right. Like we, I don't get opportunities like everybody else. That's because you suck. 
It's not, <laughs> yeah. not cuz you're Asian. Yeah. It's not cuz you're slanted eyes. It's sure. not because you have an accent. It's cuz you suck. Yeah. So don't blame it on your culture for why you're not doing well. Blame it on the fact that you're garbage. Right. And when you stop being garbage, <laughs> then you're in a conversation with everybody else. Mm. Then you're in the mm. conversations with Constance Wu. Then you're in a conversation with um uh was it Olivia was it Olivia fucking Olivia, I love you. <laughs> I'm forgetting your last name right now. But you know, like Benedict Wong, sure. these type of human beings who mm-hmm. are actors, like the you know, Justin Chan. Yeah. Now you can say, hey, I've done the work, I've done the groundwork, mm. I'm not and I'm still not getting these opportunities. When you don't do that, when you're not a great actor, you don't have the skill set, and then people don't pick you, you can't always piggyback on your culture as a right. reason why. Because now you're making us look bad. Yeah. Because I don't even want you to represent me. That's how I feel about some of these Asian YouTubers. Right. Where they, they talk about these things and they're like, well, us Asians, don't don't put me in your category, dude. You're hot garbage. <laughs> I'm yeah. doing my work. I'm doing the groundwork. Yeah, yeah. You know? Don't don't put me in the category of like what you're doing and saying like oh us Asian Americans no you are not getting opportunities mm-hmm. I'm getting opportunities is it because I'm Asian or is it mm. because I put the work in Whoa you know that's real talk Yeah no that's great because the um, that was another thing that like I wanted to touch on I mean I know that we don't like we can't get away from the fact that we're Asian American we are that so yeah. anything that we talk about that's gonna be a part of our our our, our thought processes and in the conversation but. Um, again, going back to what I'm getting from what you're saying is that there's no shortcut to greatness, right? Like, no. And and what we want um, is the end product. We see the end product is the stuff that we see on you know YouTube, um, on screen, Instagram, whatever. It's all this stuff that like it looks great and and it, it looks easy too, right? Like I think I could do that, you know. Like I think I could be funny, or I think I could yeah. get up and you know take a dance class and kill it, you know. Like doesn't look that hard. Yeah. And um, it's just. When something looks so easy, that means that person is just that good at exactly. it that it makes it look so yeah. easy. But then, like you said, the groundwork the, to put in the the dedication of hours to the months and years to make yourself that good, right? And um, that's that's tight. I mean, like, uh, so when you so when it came to things like school, like, and, and I don't want to backtrack too much, but like. You said you weren't passionate about it. It wasn't interesting to you. It wasn't something that you found value in, whether you got an A or an F. It's like, whatever. I don't really care anyway. So with that same sort of like, um, I guess, thought process and approach, basically it seems like for whatever you really find value and passion and happiness in and things that you believe in, you will do everything that it takes for you to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just just don't – one of the – one of my biggest fears was, I guess, like when I was super young, right? I didn't know what I wanted to do. I would, and there was this like weird gap where, um, where I left Riverside, I came back to Sacramento, and I remember I had this conversation with my dad. I'm not sure if I ever told you about this, but like I, I looked at my dad, and I remember we were we got into so many fucking fights, like just screaming, yelling, busting shit. There's like a thousand holes in my house just for me. <laughs> fucking kicking and punching everything, you know, yeah. just like a Korean family should, and then, <laughs> you know, just like just fighting all the fucking time. And I remember like things just weren't going my way the way that I wanted to. Right. And I got sick of my relationship, how it was with, with my father and everything else. And I just gave up. I just gave up. I said, fuck this shit. I looked at my dad and I remember just old Korean fashion style. Just, you know, when I had good knees, I was like, you know, on my knees, I was like there, <laughs> sitting there on my knees, looking at my dad. And I was like, all right, cool. Like I give up. Like I don't want to fight with you anymore. Mm. You tell me what to do. From here on out, you tell me what to do, how to live, how to breathe, how to eat, how to work. Hmm. I'm going to do everything that you want. I give up. 
I'm not happy. So you figure out how to make me happy. Wow. And my dad took it. He goes, cool. You're going to do this. And everything. <laughs> He's like, me. that's music to my ears. Yeah. He goes, thank God. <laughs> You're no longer stupid. <laughs> so, you know, he just, he, he took that responsibility. I did everything that he wanted. Mm-hmm. Everything. Uh, whether it was how I behaved at home and all this other stuff. And I, and I kind of looked to somebody else to define what was going to make me happy. And mm-hmm. I looked at my dad because he said that he had all the answers. I was like, you have all the answers, right? Cool. Not even out of spite. I gave up. I was like, you, you clearly have all the answers. You've told me this for years. You tell me what to do. I'm like bawling, crying because wow. I felt hopeless. Yeah. I woke up every day like a zombie. All right, go to school, do something, go back to sleep, wake up. Go back to sleep, wake up. Go back to mm. sleep, wake up. Go back to sleep, wake up. It was terrifying. I hated that shit. Hated doing that every day. So I told him, give me purpose. Give me purpose. Mm-hmm. And I tried it. So after that, he told me to try working at the church. I tried becoming a youth minister. Mm-hmm. I was like a youth minister at a church for two years. Mm-hmm. Those two years, wow. I just... And mind you, that was fulfilling to a certain extent, sure. and it did make me happy. So I actually thought that I was going to be a pastor. Wow. <laughs> got you, God. <laughs> he was like, I almost got you, David. You almost did. Yeah, I might come back. You wait. <laughs> but uh, I tried that for a couple of years, and I just was floating. I didn't mm. like it. So then I realized to myself, I was like, oh, shit. Even when somebody tries to tell me what to do, even when I did everything right that somebody else said, I'm still not fucking happy. Mm. So now I have to live my life in fear of not feeling that way again. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always chase that, that, that core of focus of what, you know, on your artistry thing, because mm-hmm. I know that makes me happy. Right. So if I don't do that, I'm just going to be miserable. I need to wake up every day with a purpose. If I don't wake up with the purpose, I feel like dying. I might as well just die because there's mm-hmm. no point. Now, mind you, like in that purpose, there's other things outside of my career. Like number one, there's, uh, my girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know, my mom, my dad, um, my religion, you know, so those type of things too also give me a purpose as well, and they still feed into this one, one artistry part mm. as well. So if I don't wake up with that purpose, I feel like death. I hate that fucking feeling. It's frightening. It scares the fucking shit out of me. Mm. Feeling like that again makes me want to die. And I felt that way after Gook was over, and I tried going back into YouTube, and I wow. was like, oh shit, I'm. I remember this feeling, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is terrible. That's why I didn't do YouTube. I was off and off of YouTube for the past two years. A terrible idea. I wasn't making any money. It was close to sucking dick. <laughs> you know, it was close. You know? <laughs> it's like, oh shit. Like, hey bro, maybe, you know, and I saved up a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So, because I'm very frugal, so I saved up a lot of money where I was okay. But then I started finding other things that were making me happy outside of the entertainment world, which was the food businesses. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking to myself, oh shit, David, you're not just confined into this thing. You could do other things. Right. So, just find the right people. Mm-hmm. And so, did uh, sip matcha. We have two two locations and another one in Smorgasburg. So three. There's mm-hmm. a shrimp daddy um, out in uh, Smorgasburg. We're doing we're doing a uh, a brick and mortar soon. Hopefully Sick. out in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have four or five concepts that are going really well, and that brought me joy as well. And it's yeah. still fed into the artistry because it's still very creative. So like I I just live with that model now. So no matter I mean obviously I'm thinking about the financial stuff too, but I I have to wake up with that purpose mm. every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like as like you're talking about all these different things from food to acting, um, you know, you obviously still have all the skills that you've had under your belt, music, um, like would you consider yourself an entrepreneur because of those things? I guess. I guess like technically, yeah. I mean, I, these labels, I don't even know what the fuck they mean. Yeah. I just, I'm a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a crazy person. Yeah. No, I mean, it's like <laughs> I ask these questions like what is like entrepreneur, like what does that mean to you to success? Like I, I love, I ask these questions because 
like one, I'm genuinely curious because I know that everybody's answer is different, you know, and um, a platform like this is great to hear so many different ways to define those things because um, one person's way may be different from the next person's, but it might just click with the right person, right? It's like, yo, I think I agree with that, you know what I mean? So for yourself, um, how, how would you define success? I don't fucking know, man. Like, this is so crazy because when people ask me these things, I always say I don't know. And it's not because I'm trying to be modest. I just don't think about it. Mm. I'm kind of dumb, dude. Like, I don't don't think about it. They go, what are you? I'm like, uh. Like, when I went to Hawaii, we were doing this uh, this kayaking trip, right? Yeah. And then they did this weird icebreaker thing where everybody introduces their name and they say what their career is. They go, oh, what's your name? And they go, what do you do? And I went, I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know. And they're like, what do you mean you don't know? I, I as a business owner, right? Uh-huh. I, I don't know what I am, right? So I don't know. That's kind of hard. Like, I guess, like, am I an entrepreneur? I guess. I guess, yeah. like, definitively, yeah, because yeah. I'm opening up all these businesses and I'm um, I'm just somebody that just, I don't fucking know, man. Okay, ben, so why are like, you asking me these questions, <laughs> no, bro? No, no, great. <laughs> I'm a floating dumb fuck. That's what I am, man. This is great. Well, I mean, let me just even, like, say from my perspective, like, I'm over here getting, like, inspired out of my mind listening to you (laughs) like i'm real talk i mean i'm just really being honest because um for somebody like myself where i don't feel like things um i'm like naturally talented in a ton of stuff like sure maybe it's like this dancing thing has worked out so maybe it's why i'm still here but like even at that it's just like that's not what defines me in terms of what i am greatest at either you Mm. know what i mean so i'm always trying to think of like how to like you said, you're always in a place where, okay, I thought I had to figure it out. Now I got to go back to the drawing board and that's always going to happen, right? Like yeah. you always have to figure out what the next move is, um, how to develop yourself into whatever you're supposed to evolve into. So I, I, I live in that space, right? And, um, but you attack things that you care about, that you believe in, and then you do it. That's, like, there's so many like, from A to Z, there's so many things in between that, like that, you have to know how to do in order for that product to happen. So for yourself, like I'm pretty sure you're not a food operator. You're yeah. not uh, a businessman in the sense of like, yo, I know how to read these contracts and I know how to like crunch all these numbers so that everything works, right? So like, it, I feel like it takes a certain type of person, whether you want to define yourself as an entrepreneur or not. Yeah. You have to know how to have these skills, even if it's like, I don't know how to do that, but this guy does. Yeah. So I need to get him on my team, right? Yeah. Like, how do you, how, like, where did all that stuff come well, in? Well, it goes back to what I said before, where I said, I know what I'm good at and I know what right. I'm bad at. Right. You can't think that you're amazing at everything. When I started these businesses up, I don't know food as well as some other people. I don't know, like, the back end of these things, but right. there are people who do know what to do, right? Even, even like, arguably so, when you guys started it up, the Kinja's Dojo, if mm-hmm. one person tried to do this shit, it would have fucking failed. A hundred percent. So everybody has to pick and choose what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are. And they have to understand that their weakness is okay. You're just not good at that yeah, shit. Yeah. Right? And so a lot of the times too when people start up these things, they don't they don't think that failure is an option. Failure is a huge option. Mm. It's it's my go-to option actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's my skill. If somebody asked me what my actual skill was, failing. I'm fucking good at that shit, dude. <laughs> I failed at so many things. People don't understand how many times I fucking failed, dude. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like a given for me. Like, I'm just like, I'm going to try something out. And I'm like, I bet you I'm going to be pretty bad at this. But who, I'm not going to know until I try. Yeah. And then I do it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's that's how I did. That's how I worked with everything. And I don't want, like, if you guys have a lot of, like, a younger audience, I don't want people to be confused where 
you guys take this podcast and you go, well, I'm just going to float around for the rest of my life. That's not what I mean. No, yeah. What I mean is that when I floated, I tried something and I did it to the full extent until I got everything that I wanted out of it. Hmm. So I did the due diligence and then I moved on. But it was still one thing at a time. I wasn't trying to do 12 things at once. And when I did do that, like after Gook and then when I was like 19 or 20 years old, it's when I failed. Hmm. So – there's a there's a di- there's a difference in that. Yeah, yeah, try things out and float that way. But when you tackle something, do your work. Like even when I lo- I lost like sixty pounds uh, last year, Jeez. right? That shit. The reason why I failed every fucking time is because I didn't do the due diligence. Mm-hmm. I just did whatever I wanted. I thought it was just as simple as okay, I'm just gonna hit these weights, work out, and I'm gonna get swole as fuck, cuz. You know? <laughs> turns out I just got fatter, and I was like, how am I working out? I'm getting fatter. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I didn't do the due, di- due diligence. I did it half-assed. So I sat down, and this was another part of the, the whole happiness thing where yeah. I was like, okay, am I happy being a fat guy? Probably not. My knees hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't <laughs> think my knees should hurt. Yeah. I was trying to play basketball and shit. Yo, this shit was mad funny, dude. Like, <laughs> I, went, I went to uh, South Pasadena, and there's like this outdoor court. And mind you, in my head, I'm the, I'm the best at everything. Right? <laughs> so like, I'm, I'm a fucking G. Yeah, I don't give yeah. a fuck what anybody says, dude. I'm hyper confident, right? So we're playing, and mine's just like a 14-year-old kid. My fucking whack-ass kid. So I'm like fat as fuck. I'm dribbling, right? In my mind, I went, dot, dot, fake them out, cross them up, lay up. So what happened was my hands were a lot faster than my fat. So, <laughs> so I checked the shit out. I went, but I fucking crossed them over. I bounced the ball, but the ball went 20 feet that way. And then my body moved. And I was like, oh shit. There's like little signs. I was like, oh, I'm a fat person. Like I'm fat. Like I didn't know. Like I would go up for a layup, yeah. but I wouldn't leave the floor and I'd just travel. <laughs> so like, yo, there was some wild shit. And I'm, I'm just collecting this information. And I'm like, yo, these are, these are attributes of a fat guy, but I'm not fat. So what's happening? Right, and then I would wear my T-shirts, and the T-shirts wouldn't fit. I'm like, damn, they don't make XLs like they used to anymore, man. That's just a little weird. People get it all French on me and shit, dude. They're doing these French-ass T-shirts, you know. So I lived like in like this delusion, and I just kept on getting. And you know, I started losing weight, and but that's why I decided mm. to do the research on it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what constitutes a fat person, right? So I started getting sleep apnea, probably a little fat. Right, and then my girlfriend was actually the one that really solidified how fat I was. Like there was this one groundbreaking moment where I was eating, and we were eating, eating, right? And I tell the story all the time. I was eating, and there was like these two fat couple, right? And I looked at them like they were the most disgusting thing on earth. And I was like, look at these fucking fat people. I'm like eating my food, and then my girlfriend looks at me. She goes, "You're fat." I was like, "Who?" She's like, "You're fat." And I was like. I'm not fat. You <laughs> know, fucking fat people eating, and I'm over here just stuffing my sa- you know, my face. And she yeah. goes, "Do you not know that you're fat?" I'm like, "No, I'm, I'm like chubby, but I'm not fat." And she goes, "You're fatter than them." <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is she on her period? What the fuck with a bitch? You know? I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? But I don't know what she was. I, I couldn't. I couldn't oh like compute God. it in my head. Yeah, yeah. And then I got on the scale and it said 265 pounds. I'm like, dude, this scale's broken. Like I kept, <laughs> I, I, I kept, on, like, I kept on living in this weird world, yeah. right? And you know what the problem is too? Like I actually have really good genetics in the sense of I, I went to get my blood checked and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then my doctor comes up and she goes, you know, normally I wouldn't say this is somebody your weight. She goes, but all your blood tests, your cholesterol, everything is fine. She goes, but that's just your your genetics. You're very lucky, but you are extremely overweight. Wow. And I was like. 
but you just said I was fine. (laughs) 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 You shouldn't have told me that. But she should have told me that I was dying. (laughs) All I heard was she just called me an athlete. (laughs) All I heard, I was like, so I'm an athlete? So you just said I'm LeBron James. That's amazing. So I went out and played basketball again. I did the same thing. (laughs) I started walking with my layup. And I was like, yo, this isn't working out. But I started like picking up these like small signs and I was a fat person. And then lo and behold, I was like, oh shit. Like, I guess... You're not supposed to have diarrhea every day. <laughs> you know? like, like that, bro. Oh, oh, you know what? This, this is my saying, dude. If oh, it's man. if it's diarrhea every day, it's just poop. <laughs> like that's that's what it is. So I, oh, you know, like heartburn, like consistent diarrhea. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like acne, all this other mm-hmm. shit. And I thought that it was normal. It is not normal. <laughs> and that's what happens. We get used to being comfortable in these uncomfortable situations, and yeah. we start to rationalize these things. And so I I started realizing that I was just really out of shape, hmm. and how I started losing that way was I started doing something very consistently every day. So once again, I dropped my YouTube again one more time because I had to focus on losing this weight because I had to get this done. Mm. So first month, didn't focus on um, working working out and going too hard, which is something else I had an issue with is I would go ham. So because once again, I think I'm fucking amazing. Yeah. I think I'm Phil Heath. So (laughs) I would go into like the gym. I crack these weights and then I'm sore for fucking four weeks and I'm out. (laughs) So I said, okay, David, who are you? You're a fat guy. Look in the fucking mirror. You're fucking fat. Accept it. And so I had to just stick in that head. You are out of shape. You're unhealthy. You're unhealthy. You're unhealthy. I I wouldn't, I didn't want to believe it, but I had to. So first month, didn't worry about dieting. I just thought about doing something consistently and having a good habit. Habit is so fucking important. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. You could, you could do something really well for one day. It doesn't fucking matter because the person that did it a little bit for 30 days versus your one day, they're going to see way more results. Mm -hmm. So I walked a a mile every day. Just walked. Rain or shine, didn't fucking matter. Walked, 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 walked. I created a habit where I started becoming addicted to it. Mm -hmm. Great. I love walking. This is great. Moved on from that. Second month, I did research about food. What does food do for you? Why, why is it that we consume food in this way that we do? Why am I addicted to the foods that I want? It's so stupid that if I don't get a chicken nugget, I'm going to kill somebody. What kind, of, <laughs> what, what, kind of, what kind of bullshit is that? Like, like, I'm, yeah. like shit you not. Like, you know, Abe. Abe lives with yeah, me, right? Yeah. Yo, Abe remembers this shit. So, like, I, during this time, I was trying to lose weight. Cranky as fuck. So, he comes down. He goes, hey, you want to go on a walk? <laughs> he comes out. He goes, you want to go on a walk? I look at him. I'm trying to walk with you, fat fuck. <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes, the fuck, man? I'm just trying to spend time with you. And he just comes upstairs. <laughs> And I just started laughing. I was laughing because of how bitter I am because I was yeah. so irritable uh-huh. and because I was addicted to these foods. Yeah. I was addicted. Like wow. if I didn't get it, I would be angry. And mm. that's dumb. And I hated the fact that this stupid thing had power over me. Like I couldn't go on my day without eating this, this, this food. It's so insignificant. What's the purpose of food? It's supposed to fuel your body. It's supposed to help you move. It's supposed to help you stay awake, stay alert. Mm. And every time I ate, I would fall asleep, which means that you're eating too much. Right. So I would eat as if like the apocalypse was coming tomorrow. <laughs> you know? So it's like because our parents would always teach us, you know, clean your yeah, plate. But yeah. I would clean my plate and then everybody else's plate. <laughs> and so like I had this really bad habit of yeah. just constantly shoving my fucking face. Yeah. Which I didn't even know Anthony was fucking fat too. I saw some old pictures of him. That's somebody that should not be fat. He is so fucking funny. He looked like a Chinese back order cook. Hilarious, dude. I fucking love that guy, dude. He's yeah, about JK yeah. News. Yeah. I fucking love him, dude, yeah. because he talks about his life stories where he was like in the gate program. And I'm like, you were that roller bag kid, dude. That kid that fucking after the bell rang, you walked <laughs> outside, and then you would hear it go over the cobblestones and shit. You know, fucking Anthony. I love that guy, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> fucking gate kid. I didn't even know what gate was. Like gate's like an accelerator yeah, program. It's a gifted really and talented education. Yeah. Oh, oh see, I didn't know what that, that shit was. I wasn't even in part of that group. Mm-hmm. But he was like a really smart guy. That's why when he's on JK News, yeah, he always is like dude. introspective shit. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Nobody cares, man. <laughs> Nobody was gate kids here, dude. All right, <laughs> fucking low lives and shit. <laughs> talking about pussies and dicks all day. He's spiritual as fuck, man. Yeah. He's so fucking spiritual, man. Sometimes yeah. like we're on JK, he goes, okay, well, let's just talk about this perspective. So when this person grew up, I'm like, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Your fucking, fucking smart ass little fucking universe sprinkle shit, dude. I love well, it, his dude. favorite I love phrase, it. too, I love it. He goes, dude, I just don't want to put negative energy out the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Say that one more fucking time, Anthony. <laughs> Say negative energy one more time, you fuck. Dude, I'm <laughs> crying right now, Positivity. Dude. He makes me sick. I love him. <laughs> well, dude, I got to say, man, like from the, the health thing, because I, I fully resonate with that because I was a fat kid, you know, growing oh, up. Oh, you were fat yeah. too? Yeah, I, I that's got, tight. I got pictures. So, I mean, with that, like, you know, once you... It's, it's the mental thing. Once it connects and it's like, okay, I don't like this and this is what I need to do to change it. And then you stick with it, you know, yeah. start building those habits. And, um, like, I mean, yeah, like from college on, like I've kept it off. I lost like 35 pounds. Damn, or something dude. Like that, That's amazing. And I kept it off. But, uh, I mean, I think so with, with what you're saying, you know, from your business ventures to you, your artistry, um, health, losing weight. Um, uh, I think the common thing that I'm seeing and, you, you may say you're dumb and all this other stuff and it's funny, but you're not like that. That takes a very strong will and it's very strong mind to stick to the things that you've convinced yourself that you want. Like or the thing I mean, not even convincing yourself that you want, but it's just the things that you value. Right. Like yeah. if it's if you value happiness and you value health and I, I don't like how I look anymore. Cool. Now I value being healthy and I value like, you know, feeling good about myself. So I think. Um, what I'm really like inspired by, man, is is your your mentality, dude. Like you have a, a very strong resolve about um, like literally everything that you feel like you want in your life, and then you're also very good about cool. And I don't want these things in my life, so I'm very easy to cut those things out. You know what I mean? And like, um, dude, that's it's just really cool to see that because I'm just in this conversation, I'm I'm just seeing that come out. Like, I mean, there's like a realness about you, like. And I think that's what people gravitate towards because I'm thinking like, you know, comedy to, um, you know, posting, you know, whatever it is, Instagram posts. Like there's a there's a consistency that I see in, in your your approach to everything that everyone's like, this dude is freaking real. Like and I, <laughs> I, I they relatable and it's funny and, and it's just it's just truthful. And I think especially in this time where, um, you know, everybody wants to have fans right people want to be liked and people want to have followers and all yeah. that and then you can get so caught up with wanting the product of like that stuff looks nice like if i have that i think i'm gonna be happy and and then to the point where you're putting out stuff that's not even you you know like you, the things that, that you don't even believe in right all that shit doesn't fucking matter man yeah. it doesn't it doesn't matter man like let me, let me tell you how stupid i am i had um <laughs> so i have a tesla i got a, i got a tesla model s right sick yeah. and so mind you i got that car because i was pressured into it right because you know the car i originally wanted to get 
with a Toyota Prius. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was the fuck out that Prius. Yeah. And then Bart called me a loser. <laughs> and I felt like a loser. I was like, you know what? I'm going to stunt a little bit. All right, you boy made some cash. I'm going to get this. You know, And it was great. It felt great mm-hmm. the first month. Mm-hmm. And then that fucking... $1,100 started going out of my bank account every month and I was like, wait, this doesn't feel good. <laughs> like, what have I done? <laughs> like, it was already late and I'm like, look at it. I was like, dude, that's groceries, dude. What the fuck? You know? And then there's the insurance and everything else that came with it. And now, I have this car for the past three years and all I, I look at that car in pain. I fucking hate that thing. <laughs> every time it just goes, and I would get that car right when I decided to quit YouTube for two years, right? And I'm like, okay, well now I don't have money. So what, what's going on now, dude? Now yeah. I'm just like a legit sucking dick at this point. So, so I'm looking at this car and the reason why I got that car was because I wanted to feel good by buying something. Mm-hmm. And during this time where I felt that weird space after Goog and I was like trying to figure out if I wanted to be an actor or not, um, I was arguably floating around, and I kept what, one of the things that I was doing. I was buying bullshit, like Amazon fucking ruined me. Fuck Amazon, dude. <laughs> Anybody know how much stupid shit that I have? I'm moving right now, so uh-huh. out, out of my spot. Yeah. I have so much dumb shit from Amazon. <laughs> what the fuck? I need three spam slicers for. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I had three spam slicers <laughs> for what? Options, you know. I might. I better. I better be opening a spam musubi spot real soon, dude. I was pissed. I was so mad at myself, dude. I found three of them, and, and they were they weren't even used. I didn't make spam musubi once. And then I found this other thing in the in the corner. It was a thing of small wooden spoons. What the fuck was I gonna use that? I can't even backtrack to figure out what I bought that for. It was just small wooden spoons. Amazing. Like what the oh, fuck man. is this? And so I kept buying these things to make me happy, right? Right. I don't know why the wooden spoons would have made me happy, but I bought that shit for a reason. You know, and so I kept buying things, buying things, buying. it's the same concept with the shoes. Mm. I bought it because I wanted to fulfill something that I wanted as a kid. As a poor kid, I saw all these kids with Jordans and all this other shit. I couldn't afford this right. shit. I got money. I'm fulfilling that dream. Yep. Who fuck cares? Yeah. Who the fuck cares? When we die, this shit's not coming with us. Yep. And it's such a cliche saying that everybody hears, but people don't register that shit. What does it do? If when you look back five to six years from now, are you going to look at that shit and be like, yeah, it's good. <laughs> you're not. I yeah, guarantee yeah, you're not. Yeah. Some of you that are sneakerheads, you fucking losers. Like you might, you might be really happy with that shit. God bless you. But when you look at an object that this little Chinese kid made in a factory <laughs> that bled for it, that you think it's rare, even though it was made by a machine, it wasn't handcrafted by a blind Tibetan monk. If it is, then it's worth something. But technically, you can go to China and get a counterfeit that's the exact same thing. It's the exact same shoe, <laughs> yeah. right? So it's not actually worth anything. Right. So what I started realizing that I'm actually – I need to start collecting things that I can look back on that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Biggest thing that I found in the last five years was traveling. Mm. Every time I look back at where I went to, it makes me happy again. It makes me super happy. I go, yo, remember that time? It's like when you have good times with your friends, right? You look back at those moments and you relive it and it makes you happy again. When you buy things, a jacket, a sweater, a t-shirt, a gold watch, all this other stuff that's materialistic, you don't ever look back at it and go like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. It loses its novelty. You put it away, right. you buy something else. Right. Everybody's like that. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a matter of fact. If it wasn't like that, then you wouldn't buy six gold chains. You right. wouldn't buy 17 different shoes. It, because that shoe's value lost value the moment you grabbed it and you had it. Mm. But memories that you make, it mm-hmm. doesn't lose value. Mm. The rela- relationships that you curate. The times that the first time you ever met your girlfriend, yep. right, or the person that you're with, you're going to marry. You look back at that, and it makes you feel a certain way. Hmm. I don't feel that way about objects. Hmm. This shit, this stuff, all this stuff. I got rid of my, my, I got this stupid Ridge wallet, right? I got this from uh, Theo Vaughn. He gave it to me. 
And I was like, I'm just going to use this. Mm-hmm. I had like this Louis wallet, whatever. Fuck that shit. Throw it away. Well, I kept it because it's worth money. I'll sell it on eBay later. <laughs> you know? But I use this stuff yeah, too. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's how I'm learning to value things now. That's and so tight. now I drive a Honda Element. The, the, the square car. Fucking wackiest car on earth. Dude. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm trying to make a statement out of it, but I actually really love that car. <laughs> I fucking love that car, dude. So I'm yeah. giving up my Tesla like in about a month. Word. Giving that shit up, and then I'm gonna drive the Honda Element until I find another car that I like. Yeah. But then I even told myself too, it's like that thousand dollars that I spent on this stupid car that I don't even like driving in LA. Like you can't even drive fast here. It's traffic all the time. Why the fuck did I buy this shit? <laughs> so now that that whatever twelve hundred bucks a month with insurance, fifteen hundred dollars a month, I could have bought a ticket somewhere to travel. Right. That could have been food. I could have given that money to my parents. I could have done so much with that money outside of just having this car just to stunt. And mm-hmm. it was a waste of money. It didn't add to my life. Didn't add value to myself. So what the fuck was I thinking? Right. It's not smart. Mm. You know. And so I think when people start doing that, they start to become a lot happier because you keep. Chasing something that's not gonna, you're not getting out of. There's no, you're not investing into anything. Right. It's empty. It's fucking empty. Mm. And it's not like on some spiritual shit. It's basic. It's very basic, yeah, actually. Sure. It's actually something that's it's so, so basic that it's spiritual. His energy, you know, just kind of circles this place. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's freaking good, man. Yeah. Um, man, I feel like this, this is this is school to me, man. Like th- these types of conversations, like. Like I would love for our, you know, our listening audience to like be in a live session because I want to see kids' faces when like they hear stuff like this. Because I'm over here thinking like, man, like they need to be teaching stuff like this in school in terms of like, because this is the real stuff that we, it's practical, right? It's experience. It, it's yeah. yeah, it's life experience. Like you're not gonna get like when you've uh, you know chased your dream to this point and it doesn't make you happy and it doesn't add value. This is the way that you need to. Pro- you don't get that in school, right? Yeah. I mean, like this is just you only get it because you lived it, man. And it's it's just really good. And dude. they don't need to take the full advice too. At least take one percent of sure. it. When you're young, it's hard, you know. And and that doesn't mean, and and the reason why I have to predicate what I'm saying with other stuff that doesn't mean you can't have nice things. For sure. Yeah. If you like fashion, you like clothes. Fucking rock it out, but yeah. understand what the value is, right? Make sure that you understand what it does for you. Mm-hmm. It's like that Hori Marie Kondo thing. Does, mm-hmm. it, does it spark a joy? <laughs> I know it's very basic, but yeah. it's true. Does it spark yeah. joy? If yeah. you fuck with fashion, fashion is your life. Of course, buying clothes and nice things is going to work with you. That's right. your vibe. Right. That makes sense. If not, then does it really matter for you? Right. If it doesn't make you happy in that sense, it is not going to be a good thing for you. Because I know people who are into fashion. When they walk out, they stun and they feel great. It, it, it lights up their whole day. Yeah, makes sense. It sparks. Yeah. It sparks joy. You'll mm-hmm. look back at that time where you had that fit, where it made you feel good. Then it might be your thing, right? Right. right. But for me, it's not. Right. Mm-hmm. I could walk around in fucking shorts and a t-shirt, and I'll be fine. I lo- I love clothing, by the way. I own a club. This is this is my brand. This is mm-hmm. Secret Society. Like I fucking love this shit. Sick. Right. So like, fashion is something I really much enjoy. Mm-hmm. I just. I just sweat a lot. <laughs> so I, just, I just sweat all the yeah. fucking time. I yeah. feel that, man. Amen to that, dude. Yeah. Yeah. The same way, dude. Same freaking way. Like you like clothes, but it's like, I sweat. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And like, the bigger people tend to stink. So, <laughs> so there's like a give and take with the shit, dude. You know? Dude. Um, just for fun, man, we want to do like a little bit of a lightning round. Just fire off some questions. Okay. So it could be like just quick answers. Um, yeah, we'll just get into it. So lightning round, three, two, one. What is like the biggest pet peeve question that you that you get asked? Oh, that was hard, dude. 
You, you know, some people have asked me this before, and the reason why I have, I have trouble asking this is because, like I said, I kind of move on from things. Yeah. So I can't figure out what makes me mad when I'm happy. Uh. When I'm happy, I'm just happy. Mm-hmm. So somebody asked me, "What's what makes you mad?" I'm like, "Yeah, like you right now." Ben Chung. That's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, uh, what what is your favorite book? Brother, I don't read. Yeah, oh, nice. <laughs> uh, it's a cook- cookbooks. It's all cookbooks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have a hidden talent? Failure. <laughs> That's my hidden talent. Uh, a favorite food. Oh, you can't ask me that, bro. Come on, man. I'm a I'm a I'm a food person, so I like I like it's all moods for me. Yeah, you know uh, I mean, but if I mm-hmm. say there were three cuisines that I want to eat for the rest of my life, Japanese, yeah. Korean, Vietnamese. Oh, hey, made the cut, baby. Vietnamese. All, Vietnamese all-time favorite people, pair of Jordans. <laughs> Bun sale, dude. That's my shit. Oh <laughs> hell yeah, sale, dude. Suck my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Good. No, yo. No, no. <laughs> You know, Sacramento got so many Vietnamese people. No, I, I exclusively only dated Vietnamese until I was like 22. What in yeah. Sac? Dude, Sac is all Vietnamese. Do we have our own little yeah. Saigon? Oh, I know. Oh, 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 motherfucker, you know, nice how Michael Umbia. What's up, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, you're good. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I, I legit wanted to be Vietnamese growing up, man. Like I, I love Vietnamese food so much. Vietnamese I love Vietnamese women, dude. The fucking <laughs> such amazing women. <laughs> okay, uh, all-time favorite pair of Jordans. Uh, I say ones for the looks, just because they're classic. They go with everything. Uh, threes for the comfort, and then fives the grapes because uh, fucking uh, Will Smith. Nice. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, worst thing about Koreans. <laughs> Our temper, dude. Oh, yeah. Our impulsive temper. What's the best thing about Korea? <laughs> Our temper, dude. <laughs> Our impulsive temper. Wow, that's good. Passion, dude. Good. We're passionate. We lovers. are passionate people. Do you have a, a comedy hero? Dave Chappelle. Oh, yes. Sick. Always yes. Dave Chappelle. I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. never be at his level, but I'm always trying. Wow. Um, what would be like a dream collab? Either for you personally, or you would just love to see these things are like come together, and make it happen. I would love to be in a in a Korean film, actually, just wow, all Korean. Sick. Yeah, speaking Korean. Yeah, speaking Korean. So I got to work on that shit. But there's, there's steps to that. But I would love to be in a, in a Korean film. So if you guys saw this film called uh, Old Boy or I Saw the Devil, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, old, yeah. So the main actor. He's actually my favorite actor of all time. Whoa. I think in terms of like emoting, yeah. like, like his his character acting is fucking amazing. Hmm. So, you know, when I heard this concept that they're like, oh, like there's no um, great Asian actors. Mm, yeah, I, you should look at Korea then because like mm-hmm. our, our actors are on, a, on another fucking level. Dude, so, yeah, great yeah. film. Um, who just needs to call it quits? 90% of the world A lot of people That need to cut out Their bullshit Like I, tell you, like I said that. Figure out what you're not good at And then fucking call it quits And go find something You're good at Take that There it is uh, What's your worst fear? Waking up without a purpose Ooh, That's my biggest that's good. Biggest, biggest 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 fear What is your biggest regret? <sighs> Selling the Levi, <laughs> those Levi collab Jordan ones, and then my fucking turtle does, man, fucking Dang. bitch. Legit, legit. Um, so we do this thing called less of more of. So like uh, something that you feel you would love to see people do less of in the world, and then 
conversely more of. Oh, man, that's a good one. That's all we could do that for another. We got it for another two hour. <laughs> uh, I wish uh, something that I would like to see people do less of is um, complain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm a little sick of people just using Twitter as a vice for you to complain about stuff that, that you're not trying to change. You just want to be a part of a conversation because you want to gain clout. If people dislike something, you want to dislike it too because it's the hot thing to do. Mm-hmm. There's no progression in this, mm-hmm. you know. So, <clears throat> like for example, we see we're we like live in a meme world, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, people like these memes. They connect with a certain part of it, and it just becomes a general truth for the population. I fucking hate that shit, dude. Mm-hmm. So I just don't like complaints. Are fun when it's comedic. I like it when people complain yeah. and it's funny. Yeah. It makes me laugh. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's it's cool. Like it's it's personal. It's funny as hell. But when somebody just goes out there just to just to hate, just to hate, you you're just you're miserable, hmm. right? And you want people to be in your misery. So unless people are miserable with you. Then you're happy, mm. which is so dumb. It's such a terrible way to yeah. live, you know. So that's what I really want to see less of. Mm-hmm. I want to see people if they are gonna have complaints about certain stuff that really bothers you, then you go out and do something about mm-hmm. it. If you're not a part of that solution, then shut the fuck up and just go along for the ride because mm-hmm. you're not a part of it. Boom. Yeah. That was good. And then more of. <laughs> uh, I would like to see more people who create. Restaurants that have good food rather than gimmicks. I'm, yeah. so, I'm so fucking sick yeah. of that shit, dude. Yeah. I saw some shit on Tasty. Somebody put a bagel with like rainbow syrup and sprinkles and then a cake <laughs> under it. And and people are like, whoa, that looks awesome. Like, oh, fuck wants to eat that, dude. You have diarrhea every day for sure. You know, like I'm so sick of this shit, dude. Like every time, like I see it, they're like, oh, you see these French fries? And there's like three pounds of cheese on it, bacon and onions. It's like, who's going to eat that? Who? who I, you eat that shit? I'm going to slap the fucking shit out of you, dude. If you eat that and you say like this was an amazing fucking meal, you don't deserve to live. <laughs> like it's, it's so crazy. Crazy to me, man. Like I miss the days when people would make food that would taste good rather than look good. Yeah, taste is always more important. That's what I love about Asian restaurants, right? It's because our descriptions are the most disgusting thing on earth. Like <laughs> beef butt, uh, duck ankle soup with cilantro and oil noodle. <laughs> right? The fuck is like a bowl of garbage, and you come out, and you eat it. It tastes amazing. So that's what I love about that shit. You don't know what you're gonna get, yeah. and it sounds fucking weird, but it's gonna taste really good. And I miss that. So I like hole in the wall places. These are like family recipes. Yeah. You just eat it and it's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's good. Um, so uh, we have this thing called golden rule. So uh, what is like your sort of life mantra? What you kind of like, I feel like I kind of get what it is, but just put it out there. Oh, man, I got so I, th- I think I said like 4,000. <laughs> uh, I guess it's just, um, I, I mean, the basic, basic way to say it is just, uh, do what makes you happy and not what other thing, other people think makes you happy. That's mm. like going to be the biggest thing. That's the mm. thing people struggle with the most. People try to define what your happiness is and then you try to go along with that for the rest of your life and then you find out that you wasted your life mm-hmm. because everybody's definition of happiness is different. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love the show called Terrace House. Right? Mm-hmm. Terrace House is fucking... First of all, I was talking mad shit about that show because <laughs> my girlfriend liked it so automatically I was like, garbage. <laughs> um, but I watched it and there was this guy who I really, really... He was this Hawaiian dude and he was this Hawaiian Armenian guy that went to Japan, and he obviously lives a very Hawaiian lifestyle, which mm-hmm. is very lax. Yeah. But there was people in that house that didn't understand what he was doing, and they were trying to define what hard work and happiness was to him mm-hmm. because of how they lived their Japanese lifestyle. Right. But he explained to him, he goes, I don't really need money. I could surf every day as long as my if I have a kid and a wife. They're fed. They're happy. They have a roof over their head. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. So – 
that's what does it for me. And a lot of people can't understand that. Mm. They think that their career is everything. My girlfriend even asked me too. She goes, yo, so what would happen if you're, if YouTube disappeared, disappears, I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. It's not a big deal. My career doesn't define my life. Like that's, that's work. It's work. Hmm. So even when somebody asks me, so one of my biggest goals is I want to retire by the time I'm like 36, 37, before I'm 40. I want to retire. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by retire, they go, well, what would you do? Retire doesn't mean that you stop moving because people only see it in their career. You'll hear that a lot. They'll say, oh, you're retiring young. What are you going to do for the rest of your life? Bitch, I'll learn how to make pots. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll figure it out, dude. I'll learn Vietnamese. I'll go back to that shit, dude. I'll learn Vietnamese. I'll go go to Vietnam. I'll be on a fucking boat with my children on my back. I'll figure it out. (laughs) You know? Like, goals are not just... It's not just your career, dude. That's that's a means for you to get money, you know, and obviously be happy in what you're doing. But if all you think about is your career, then what about the rest of your life? What happens when you retire? Your life just ends? No. If I retire right now, what I mean by that is financially retire, where I have enough money to help my family out, my, my, my girlfriend who I'll propose to one day, you know, we have kids and get married. They don't have to fucking worry. Mm -hmm. Then financially I'm retired, but career and goal wise, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'll start doing films. I'll start taking Kinja's dance lessons or some shit. I'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, that, I mean, that's what that is. That's yeah. tight. Wow. That's good, man. Um, dude, man, this conversation, I I thought it was going to be short, but like, <laughs> but like, it's actually probably one of our longest ones. It's just, there's so much, man. Like, uh, from, you know, yeah, your life and all the stuff that you're doing, which is great. But I, I feel like what I, what I'm just getting and enjoying most out of it, man, is um, it's your approach and how you simplify. Because I think it's it's pretty like you're a very what you see is what you get kind of dude. And but there's it's very complex too though because it's it's not this like oh all I do is this. It's just like no like once I care about something I give everything to it you know and like and and I love um, I think what what you're talking about in terms of just we're constantly evolving and we're constantly changing. And the the moment that we can accept that that's what it's supposed to be, and, and then and then when it happens again, to not get scared, it's like oh, this is just it's like my time of the month. You know what I mean, like it's time time to change, time to grow, yeah, right? It, like it actually feels it feels really really good. I had a, a a girl that messaged me on Instagram, and I rarely respond back to DMs. Right. Sometimes I have this moment where I will, I'm taking a shit, and so I, I decided <laughs> yeah. to just respond back to her. And yeah. she was like talking about how she feels like she never knows what she's doing, and I'm like, hey. That's me too. Yeah. Like that's not just you. That's that's everybody. Yeah. Stop thinking that your situation is unique in that kind of sense. It's not. People keep setting you up for failure by telling you that you're not supposed to fail, and that is terrible. Right. Stop. Stop setting up these kids like that, people. Like all, all you little fucking Twitter, YouTube people, stop putting out this pseudo positivity. I hate that mm. shit. Tell people like how it is, and they'll be happy in yeah. that. In that. Yeah. It's not. It's not negative. It's not saying that you're supposed to live in misery. What you're trying to tell people is that if you guys believe in a god god has designed this world to test us that's Mm -hmm. what it is right if you don't believe in god then the world is just designed to test you (laughs) that's what it is (laughs) you know it's not it's not a bad thing it's actually Mm. a good thing and we're also designed to survive it Mm. that's why we're on this earth right that's why we have this huge fucking brain that we can compute all these emotions We're, we're 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 built this way for a fucking reason i enjoy it I enjoy it, man, dude. I have the worst luck on earth. People know this. This is this is actually that's okay. That's my talent. It's, it's, it's the worst luck on earth. Like everybody knows this. Like in in JK films, yeah. they know I'm bad luck guy. Like uh-huh. my world just explodes around me twenty four seven. 
<laughs> like, uh-huh. I, I, I just started moving out of my place. I have never scratched my Tesla in that spot. I'm moving out in a week. I scrape it against the wall. It got scraped, right? Oh. So I'm like, cool. That's that whatever. Me. I still got my Honda Element, son. <laughs> yeah. I go into my Honda Element. Somebody steals my catalytic converter. Oh, what? That's a 1990s gangbanging stealing shit, dude. You don't do that shit. You get like 100 bucks from that. Who does that? Somebody stole my catalytic converter. I'm like, yep, that's cool. I go up. I look at the side of my car. Somebody dented it. I'm like, what, what is going on today? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, this is, this is interesting. And by the way, my Tesla got hit by two semi trucks. What? Yeah. I don't know. Wild, <laughs> but I don't know. I was sitting in my car and I see this. This semi truck come back, and I'm like, "Man, mm, gonna hit me! Oh, it's gonna hit me!" Boom! Crushes my car, right? And I look at, it, I'm like, "What the fuck?" And then my assistant's in the car with me. And she yeah. just looks at me. She goes, "You just got your car back from the last semi truck that hit you." <laughs> I just get out the car, and the guy comes. He goes, "Oh shit! I didn't fucking see you, man." I'm like, "That's cool, dude. Let me get your license." This motherfucker, dude, says he has 2020 vision. I still have the picture of his ID. The fool has a cataract in his left eye. Oh damn! I'm like, how is this possible? Yeah. How are you blind driving a semi truck and you hit me out of all people? <laughs> I just got the car six months after it got fixed because a semi truck ran into me. Yeah. And then I had to got another semi truck that hit me. And then my insurance person is like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "I don't know. <laughs> just take my car, dude. It's whatever. <laughs> it's what it is." These stories <laughs> serve you well, though. <laughs> <laughs> Great story. Yeah. That's, that's funny, man. Yeah. I, think, I think God just like does stuff, and then he just cracks up by himself. He's like, He'll be okay. Why don't I die and go to heaven? Uh, like, what's up, dude? He goes, dude, I can tell you, man, I was bored up there. <laughs> you just entertained the fuck out of me. <laughs> Remember that one time you tore your dick? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, that got me real good. Oh, my God. Oh, damn. Dude, it's good, man. Like, and yeah, I think, again, man, you, whether it's failure, but it's failing well, man. Like, you know how to get up out of that so well and, and be resilient. And I agree, man. We are built to be resilient, dude. Um, dude, so what's up? Like, uh, any projects? Like, what are you working on? Cool stuff going on? Uh, I mean, I did like this collab album with uh, my really close friend Paul, so that's coming out February 14th. Sick. Uh, that was a really fun project. It was definitely not in my style just because, like, it's hypersexual. I'm not a very sexual dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay. I can't. I, I don't yeah. know about that. But then, you know, Paul's really dope because he, he had me kind of – he goes, well, fuck what you think that you are. Just sing the music like how it's made. And then yeah. work, and, yeah. and I really enjoyed it too. It was, it was a really dope project. So February 14th, that's coming out. Um, we'll be working on uh, a solo album this year just because it's a bucket list of mine that I haven't gotten checked yet. Yeah, so. sick. I gotta knock that off the uh, off the checklist. So right now, it's it's a lot of going into the studio, figuring out your sound, figuring out who you are, doing that groundwork. Yep. So that's gonna be like the first half of the year, just doing that before I even make music. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I'm continually writing. Check out Genius Brain podcast. Uh, I feel like your guys' podcast is way more fun than my son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 but uh, Genius Brain podcast, check that out. Uh, it's also with uh, Joe. Joe's a part of it yeah. as well. Hey. So we're doing that. Uh, other than that, check out Secret Society as a clothing brand mm. that we have. This is just a fun project too, by the way. Yeah, like it's I, dope. if if people aren't gonna make the clothes that I that I want, then I'm just gonna make it myself. Yeah, <laughs> you know, nice. You're making this stuff yourself. Yeah. So this is our, all of our stuff. So this is all cut and sew. This That's is a cut tight. and sew hoodie. So it's like yeah. um, working with a great great team, and even this too. Like I know it's clothing, and people are like, well, why would you do clothing? What does it have to do with your artistry and type of stuff like that? Well, this Secret Society's motto is. 
I guess I don't. What I don't like about clothing sometimes is that you have to be a certain somebody to wear that type of clothes. Mm-hmm. So if you're wearing Supreme, you have to be a certain kid that can wear Supreme. You mm-hmm. have to stunt in a certain way. So secret society is different. It's fashion basics. Anybody can wear the stuff, mm-hmm. right? So bone, tan, olive, black, white. These are all fashion basics, and we want to fit somebody else's lifestyle. So don't don't think that you have to be somebody to wear secret society. So that's why it's ironic that it's secret society. It's the Word. other way around. Yeah. Wow. So it's yeah. inclusive. So that's you tight. you wear our stuff because we want to fit whatever you do, whoever right. you are. It doesn't fucking matter. Don't think that you have to be a supreme kid or like a hypebeast fuck to wear our shit. Right. It's it's the prices are accessible, but they look dope and they're cut and sew and they're that's tight. Fuck. It's legit. Yeah. It's tight. Legit, man. Yeah, and then food businesses. Food sip matcha. Uh, there's like so much stuff. Sip matcha. Chichi <laughs> uh, <Titi laughs> Dango. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shrimp Daddy. Uh, we're, we're definitely expanding out. And, you know, all this stuff too happens because of a really supportive fan base. I mean, yeah. even like stuff, you know, being you guys being able to do this is because a lot of people support our dreams. Yep. And so a lot of the opportunities that we have isn't just because of what we do by ourselves. It's because we have a group of people that want to see us win. Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, just check out those food businesses. Check out Genius Brain Podcast, uh, Instagram, Davis Hill Comedy, and all that other stuff. That's what it is, man, dude. Freaking great <laughs> talking with you, bro. Yeah, I mean, man. I know, I know, we had like you know audio things, whatever, but it don't matter, man. Like, I feel like th- these types of things, like, what's great is that these they, these live somewhere, and like you can access you access it at any time and, and years from now. And I feel like. That's why we live in a freaking great time right now. I mean, social media can be a, a you know, we can use it for all kinds of whack stuff, but then like the That's good great. stuff like this, man, that ha- that adds value to people's lives, man. So yeah, people always thanks go for back coming and on, look man. At this stuff, dude, because yeah. uh, the biggest thing that I feel is when somebody comes up and says, "I've been watching you since I was like in junior high." First of all, you make me feel old when you say that. But <laughs> second of all, they go, "I still watch you to this day." Thank you. And they go, I- "I've learned so much." Like uh, this one kid came up to me in Little Tokyo, and he was telling me that. Because of me, he decided to go to a college outside of where he was thinking. Uh, out, and He went to UCSD instead. Yeah. He says, I'm going to go out there because even though I'm scared, I'm going to try it out. And then um, he goes, I tried dancing. I tried all this stuff, and I do stuff without fear because I'm okay with it. I'm like, cool. So what I am saying does work. Right. So like, it's not just bullshit. It's applicable. So mm-hmm. when I saw that kid say that, that's what makes me feel good. You know, Everything else doesn't matter. But when that kid said that he's – learning from my mistakes. Mm. So all the mistakes that I made, he's not making them because I did it for him. Makes me feel great. Right. Yeah. It's legit, man. It's a real one. Mike Fowl, what's up, dude? Yeah, let's do it. Full and show notes own. and all links mentioned will be at kinjas.com slash podcast with a K. Hit up kinjaspodcast.com slash iTunes and give us that five-star rating and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. Questions and concerns, you can get us at info at kinjaspodcast.com and message us on all social media platforms at kinjaspodcast with a K. Uh, last but not least, let's make sure to click that share button and tell a friend that doesn't know about the Kinjas Podcast yes. about the Kinjas Podcast. Uh, yeah, just spread the word, guys. Help us spread it, guys. We appreciate y'all. David, thanks for coming and chatting, bro. No problem, dude. Yeah. Fun. Shing shings. Shing. <laughs>